With that sound you guys are hearing right now, you know what the Funkaholics are getting into. I am talking about Fastlane, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, I cannot tell you how great of a pay-per-view this was. So great that I had to pull my tag team partner in and get him on the episode so that we can talk about it. But before I tag my partner in, the Funkaholics podcast is starting right now. You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. With all the people saying L.A. Night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. I am ready to bring in my tag team partner, Mr. Fitzpatrick. Lee, how the heck are you, my friend? I'm like a box of fluffy ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dude, thank you so much for, uh, you know, for jumping in for last minute and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, just hopping on and getting ready to. Talk about what we love, which is some WWE. Well, wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, oh, my God, what a time to be a wrestling fan again, you know? Oh, dude, there's so much that I want to cover with you today. I'm hoping that we'll be able to squeeze it all in, but shit, man. What, you know, well, before we get started, there's something that we do over here. It's tradition here at the Funkaholics podcast. Uh, we do a cheers to another great episode, and I want to do a cheers to... Such an awesome uh, pay-per-view, a great time to be a wrestling fan, and there's just a lot of good things that are coming, guys. So for all of you wrestling fans out there, strap in and uh, uh, cheers to my tag team partner over here for uh, for uh, for taking the call and uh, and jumping on in today. <laughs> yep, cheers. Cheers. What are, you, what are you drinking over there, Lee? Oh, it's a nice cold bottle of Fresca. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> I, am, um, I am still coming off from that fast lane high, and uh, uh, I figured out where the, where the gas pedal was, and my engine is, is uh, revving away. Um, I am, uh, I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper with two shots of um, Captain Morgan, so... Yeah, Ooh. yeah, we uh, I might be feeling a little uh, Cody and uh, Jay Uso <laughs> by the end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, that that might have been the best part of last night, honestly. <laughs> you know what? So we're gonna get into that. I got a lot of I got a lot of cool things to bring up, and I want to see if you caught them also because I know when you are watching these matches, you're you're analyzing, and you know you you see those uh small those small things that a lot of people don't pay attention to. So um let's let, let's get into it, man. WWE Fastlane. Yeah. It's uh the first match that we had was um it was Jesus, this thing has me all mixed up over here. I'm trying to look at the card right now, guys. That, the tag title match. It was the tag title match. So we had 
Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes versus Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Um, Lee, tell me how you felt when this when this match was first announced. Like, how were you feeling? Were you like, are they gonna pull it off? Like, you know, the, just, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts when this match was announced? When the, well, the first one it was, I was like, okay, so Jay Uso left the Judgment Day to go to be on his own, but yet he's going to team up with Cody. But I think the the way they built it, they they did build it good. Where you know at first they weren't sure, Cody wasn't sure because Jay's one of the ones who screws him over at WrestleMania, and it's like slowly they started building up the, the the friendship and the trust. And you know, with all the the shit that's going on with the Judgment Day, I'm like, I thought I could see, I can see Cody and Jay winning, and this, especially when Dom, or not when Dom, when Priest threw out the uh, the the thing on on uh, I think it was on Raw with with Rio's like, hey, here's my belt, where's Dom's? Yeah. Now Dom now Dom has his belt back, and Priest doesn't have his belt anymore, so I kind of could see it coming. It was it was literally one of those ones where I had a feeling Jay and Cody were going to win, but I couldn't be a hundred percent sure. You know, it really wasn't that predictable. So the the build up to it, they did they did the build up right for I had to say it for a change. But with WWE, their build ups aren't always the best. But the build-up for it was good, and it was a decent match. It was a good way to start it, and the title change, it really got the crowd into it. Absolutely. Um, I agree 100%. So at first when they announced it, I was like, shit, how is this going to go? But I was like, you know what? Jay's in a place right now where, you know, he could definitely pull it off. And like you said, the crowd is with him. The crowd has always been with Cody. Um, it's a great matchup. It's a great pair. It's an odd couple. I'll definitely say that. And, and we heard that from Triple H. But um, I think they did fantastic, man. The match was great from end to end. Dude, the finisher? Oh, my God. I was laying in my bed watching this, and I literally fucking sat up like The Undertaker <laughs> when they did that finish. Yeah. I was like, that, like, fucking awesome. Like I, I I totally loved it. I was with it. Um just all around great. I mean, we saw some mistakes from the judgment day. There's a lot there's I, there's something going on with Damian Priest. Um yeah. I I think I think uh he might be I think he might be leaving Judgment Day and I think he's going to get replaced by JD McDonough. Um and that's going to be interesting to see, you know, to see that storyline. Um, yeah, I've never really been a fan of Judgment Day, uh, but you know what? They're they're good entertainment. I mean, fuck, you can't you can't help but to pay attention to them because WWE has literally been force feeding us um, them on every fucking show. They're on Raw, they're yeah. on NXT, and they're on SmackDown. So it's uh it's coming you, it's coming together. It's yeah. it's it's a cool thing to see. Yeah, and you can't buy the heat, the kind of heat that Dominic Mysterio has. I just wish they would stop turning his microphone down. Because <laughs> it makes it sound fake. Yeah. 
But God, the heat that that that, that kid is getting. It's honestly, I haven't heard anybody get heat like that since Vicky Guerrero. The good old excuse me, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's true. That's that that's it's, true. Yeah, it's just it's it's beautiful. I, I think it's beautiful that that amount of heat just you know it's it's borderline what they call the go away heat where the the crowd is like they don't want you anymore. But yeah. I honestly think if he if he was not on that show, the crowd, the fans would get pissed because they're like, we have nobody to boo. True. They have, there's nobody. They have nobody to hate. They love hating him, and I think it's great, especially these days where you know it's cool to like the heel. But God, his oh man, that that heat every time it almost gives me goosebumps when I just hear. Oh, he doesn't have to say a word. All he has to do is grab the mic and hold it up to his to his mouth, <laughs> yeah. and it's just instant. Yeah, and the booze come out, and then it's funny too to see the way the Judgment Day reacts. Like, <laughs> they, they, like they look at him, and then you know, Mia, I, Mia, uh, uh, Rhea. <laughs> Uh, yeah. she's over there, you know, like fucking pitching a fit and shit like that. And, you know, telling the people to shut up and all that, you know, it's, mm-hmm. um, when it, when it comes to that part, Rhea sells me more than Damien. Um, I, I just don't feel like Damien fits with judgment day. Like when he comes out and, you know, he makes his announcements and, and shit like that. Like I, it just, it's not there. I, 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 I think WWE is seeing it too, and I think that's why we're going to see the change. Um, but you know, definitely something's coming because you know we we saw the big uh, the the JD Mc, uh, McDonough screw up, or or as uh, yeah. Cody likes to refer to him, a Funko Pop. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it, it it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Monday. Yeah, I, I agree. He doesn't really fit in because. It's hard to hate Finn Balor. Yeah. And it's really hard to hate Rhea Ripley because she's such a beautiful woman. She's such a great worker. And Damian Priest, I'm starting to like him. And the only one that any that everybody universally hates in that group is Dominic. And I'm, I, I hate to say it because... I think it would be such a waste of the briefcase, but I have a feeling they're going to have Priest cash in on Dominic. That would be interesting. That would definitely and be I interesting. Think, and I think if that this, they should play off of what happened at Fastlane where he wanted to cash in and they, they said no, no, no. That would have been the perfect time to cash in was after that match when Seth Rollins just got the shit kicked out of him, you know, for 30 or 30 something minutes. That would have been the perfect time to cash in. And they all talked him out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, I, so when Damien came over from NXT and he, um, when he was doing the shit with the uh, bunny rabbit or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Um, I, um, I was, I was drinking a little bit of the Kool-Aid. Like, I was like, ah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm liking him. You know, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's looking legit. You know, the wrestling was there. He was getting a push, you know, a lot of that. And then 
the Judgment Day happened. I kind of see, like, you know, why they put Edge with them in the beginning. It was just like, hey, guys, you know, follow a legend. Take notes because, you know, we're going to be pulling this guy from you guys. And then it's going to be sink or swim. And, I mean, in all honesty, they've definitely, you know, they, they picked it up. They, you know, they carried it once Edge was gone. But, like, with Damien, I just don't – it just it just doesn't feel good. It, it was funny. I was having a conversation with one of my buddies that watches uh, – that's a wrestling fan. And I told him, I go, dude, I go, when Raquel Rodriguez talks, she's she's grabbing my attention. But then all of a sudden when she talks in Spanish, it's like, whoa, holy shit. Like, you know, what the hell did you just say? Because it sounded so amazing. When Damien does it, I'm not into it. It's just not there. So, yeah, it does feel forced. Um, and it just, you know, it, it's, I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know, maybe it's that black cloud of the Judgment Day that's just hovering over him. And, you know, hopefully they let him get away get away from it and then he can start his own storyline and, you know, kind of kind of get back to where he was before. Because I, I kind of feel like they, they pulled him back on Judgment Day. Yeah, it was one of those what, two steps forward, three steps back kind of deal. There you go. He, yeah, that definitely. He's, he's being wasted in there now. At, at this point, he's being wasted. In the group, and man, it is they're they're building up for it. And I think Survivor Series is where I don't know. I could see a War Games type match, you know, maybe or or a six man match or something like that, where well, maybe all the belts are on the line or something's going to happen at, at Survivor Series, or maybe that's where they Seth Rollins against Finn. Finn beats Seth, he cashes in on Finn, and boom, the groups broke up. Yeah, that's true, too. That could definitely happen. Um, I just don't I just don't want to see Seth and Shinsuke anymore. What has it been, four shows in a row? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. for later on. <laughs> yeah, that's for later on. Um, so the next, uh, the next match that... Well, I'm, uh, and, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched yet, you know, so spoiler alert... Um, we do have new tag team champions, and that is Main Event Jey Uso and the Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Um, and if you have not seen the press conference, at least watch Cody and Jay's part of the press conference because Jay Uso was absolutely shit-faced, wasted, drunk. <laughs> and it was the most entertaining press conference I've ever seen. He was he was very comical. I loved what they were putting out there and the two of them together. Like Cody even couldn't couldn't even keep a straight face. He was no. He was just looking at this dude like, "What are you doing, man? You're gonna get us in trouble." Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were having fun, and that's that's you know that's something that we haven't seen from WWE in a while. So it was just good to see them let loose a little bit and you know just enjoy this. Um, I think so. There's a lot of Cody fans out there that feel like Cody's taking a back seat now, guys. That's not what's going on. If you like, I like I like to say, read the WWE tea leaves. Um, Roman, Re the head of the table, is coming back Friday, guys, and I'm sure mm -hmm. he's going to have a lot of issues to address. One starting with Mr. Cody Rhodes because Mr. Cody Rhodes is meddling 
with the bloodline family. And when you're the head of the table, that is not something you do. So if you guys look at it in the bigger picture, Cody Rhodes is set for another Roman Reigns showdown, guys. Whether you try to or whether you 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 see it or you don't, um, this is the perfect way to put Rhodey back on that track because one. He took away Roman's right-hand man. You guys may think it's Heyman. It's not. It's main event Jey Uso. There's, there's a love there that Roman holds very high for Jay. Now Jay is on Raw, and now Jay is a tag team champion, and it's not with the bloodline. And yep. w- what worse way to be even more pissed than to have this man, you know, doing all this stuff. So... I'm loving it. The storyline is getting is is still going great. It's going strong. And I am very, very excited. Friday can't come around fast enough because I want to see what the head of the table is going to come back with. Um, there's some other things that we'll discuss, too, because like I, I shit, I, they might just have to dedicate the whole Smackdown episode to Roman so he can dress all <laughs> the shit that's going on in the bloodline. But, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's gonna be an interesting episode. It's gonna be, uh, so I, I I'm gonna have to figure out a way to to watch it too. I'm I can't wait for it. It's like I said, it's gonna be so interesting to see how do they how they work it and just I mean Roman's promos have improved so much in the last what five six years. Oh yeah, that it's a it's it's hard to believe that he's the same guy that said suffering succotash in a freaking promo. <laughs> right. I was never a Roman fan until he became the head of the table. And I'm like, I fucking love this guy. Like I am, yeah. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, man. It's, it's what it comes down <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. In match number two, we've got Ray Mysterio, Santos Escobar, a mystery partner, Against Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. We got a six-man tag, guys, going on here. Um, This match felt very fast. I don't know about you, Lee. It, um, yeah, it was rushed. It was rushed, huh? Yeah, a little, a little bit. They, you know, I think they drew out the surprise. And another spoiler, hey. And it was, it was too predictable. If you did not think it was going to be Carlito, I don't know what you were going to show you, but you've been watching. But still, he still got a good pop when he came in. But having him come in mid-match, I think, killed the match. I couldn't agree with you more. I thought that was extremely stupid because I was like, he made the call Friday. Like, what the fuck is taking so long? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was like, yeah, me and my, my wife's giving me death, death stares because she thought it was this, that him coming mid match was, was great. And Hey, that's her. And then she makes a good point. I don't know if you could hear, she said that, yeah, the match was pretty boring until he showed up. And it was just the pace of the match. It wasn't paced very well, which really surprised me because Ray and Bobby are both they're you know, they're not rookies. Right. 
you know, and the fact that it was paced so poorly and it was just, the crowd was dead until Carlito showed up. So maybe they knew, Hey, it was going to be a boring match. So we had to have Carlito to pop the crowd. That could have, yeah, that definitely could have been it. Um, I think they could have, I don't know, maybe they, I, I kind of feel maybe they should have done it a different way. I don't know. It was, it, 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 I was excited to see Carlito. Um, the dude looks in phenomenal shape. I mean, the moves yeah. that he did in the ring, I was like, hey, okay. Um, he, I, I definitely feel like he's going to be, you know, one of the um, older wrestlers that's going to be able to kind of carry himself and, you know, work those long matches and, you know, be be somewhat active. So uh, we'll we'll see. It's going to be interesting. But guys, Car- Carlito is uh, is back. Um, yeah. They did. And I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to wonder why they. I think he's been signed since like August. So I was like, why did they have him signed? And why are they waiting until now to bring him in? You know, I, you know, they could have brought him in at SummerSlam. Well, according to Triple H, um, when when I listened to the press conference, um, he made the comment. He said, uh, "Carlito is back in the WWE." He goes, um, "This should have happened a long time ago." So I don't know if maybe. It was contract negotiations, or uh, who knows? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see him back. He's he's one of the ones that when he had his first his first run, it started off so hot and just fizzled, and he was almost wasted on the roster. So I'm glad he's getting the second chance that that he deserves. And I I hope he makes the most. Hope WWE makes the most of having him back. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the other things that I was just thinking of is he could have came in at the wrong time. Um, we know that the merger is officially done. Uh, WWE is a part of TKO now. Um, it could have been he just fell in at the wrong time, and they wanted to clear out. You know, all they you know they wanted all the contracts to be done and everything, and then maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, like Triple H said, you know, it was just. Um, it it was something that happened that should have happened a lot sooner, but you know who knows what happened, uh, why it took so long with him. But yeah, they yeah, um better late than never. Yeah, exactly. They uh they did get the win. Um, it felt very fast. Uh, it was like Carlito came in, all of a sudden he's doing moves, he's kicking butt, and then the match was over. So, um, excited to see him back. That's pretty much the highlight that I felt, you know, that came from the, the entire match. So, um, we've got a WWE women's champion, uh, EO sky. And, uh, she was going against Charlotte flair and Oscar. We have a triple threat match. Lee, I don't know about you, but this match was fantastic. I loved it. Um, I thought the girls did great. um, I thought in the beginning, um, the way that it started out, we got Asuka spraying Charlotte in the face. They try to get her out right away. And then we've got that dream match again, you know, uh, EO and, and Asuka going at it. And they, you know, it's like they've been wrestling each other all their lives because, the, you know, they it, it was fantastic. And then when Charlotte got back in, um, it got even better. And, I mean... The one thing that I that I do hate, I think EO is such a 
phenomenal superstar. I hate that they're showing that she needs Bailey, you know, to get these wins. I think they did it right this time because Bailey tried to interfere, screwed it up, and almost cost her the match. It was almost like Bailey, she didn't need Bailey's help. Bailey came in to help, screwed it up, almost lost it for her. So it was basically like Bailey had to help her at the end to make up for what she did earlier when she didn't need the help. Right. So, I mean, the whole match, personally, get Charlotte out of the match and just give us EO and Oscar <laughs> one-on-one on the pay-per-view. That's what everybody wants. Um, I understand, you know, hey, we got to push her. You know, hey, she's going for the 15th title or whatever this shit is. I don't care. I don't want to see a triple threat match. I want to see Asuka and Io one-on-one just doing what we know those two can do. I, I will I will be honest. Um, I, I hate the triple threat matches every time there's like a title on the line, especially for the women. Um, I feel like Car- uh, Charlotte's been doing triple threat matches for the last three, four years. Um... I, I want some, you know, yeah, I agree. One on one is fantastic. There's other ways that they can push Charlotte. You know, if they want to give Charlotte a one on one with EO, that would be awesome. Um, we got to see that at um, NXT in your house. And I thought the two of them put on a phenomenal match. I loved every single, every single second of it. Um, I think Charlotte and a lot of the other females are going to have um, a new challenge on the horizon, and that's uh, that's Miss Jade Cardgill showing up to Fastlane and uh, and meeting with Triple H. What were what were your thoughts on that? Why why not have her show up in front of the crowd? Right. Why just do it? You do it backstage and have her just walk out. And not do anything to the crowd, no type of promo, nothing. Uh, just something, you know. Even if it's just, even if okay, even if it's like a backstage interview or a promo or something, you know, I think it would have been great to have her walk backstage and walk past Cody. That would have been interesting. And, just, and you know, bring a you know, bring up that that you know, hey, Cody's not. She trained at Cody's school. Yeah, he's not the one that trained her, but who cares? Two AEW stars, you know, kind of giving each other yeah. the nod. <laughs> you know, she still wouldn't be in the business without Cody's wrestling school. So just have hear her bump into Cody backstage and and kind of do like the the double take. Like, don't I know you somewhere? You know what would have been cool if uh, if Brandy was there, yeah. Because they, you know, her and Jade had heat, you know, back at AEW. Um, I, you know, on my end, I like to I like to look at things outside of the box, and on this one, I didn't mind the way that she came out because she came out looking like a fucking WWE superstar already. 
the outfit she was wearing, Jesus. The body, Jesus. Um, <laughs> the way that the Triple H was greeting her and stuff like that, I think that's going to rub the female locker room um, a little different. And who knows? Like, I, I think we might start getting to see some promos where the girls are going to start throwing jabs at her maybe. Um I'm excited. I hope I hope they in, I hope they bring her in, you know, the the right way. Um I know right now they're polishing her up. Um from what I had read on the reports, uh they were I probably well, you know, just getting her familiar with WWE and how it works and everything. But um I I'm excited. I I, I think this is going to be phenomenal. The one thing that I hope for and that we get sometime in the future, maybe at WrestleMania, but I would love to see uh, Jade Cargill versus Bianca Belair. I think that would be a phenomenal match. I would even love to see Jade with Charlotte, but I don't. I don't think she's there yet. Like that's gonna. I think they got to work that up. But it's uh, it's it's exciting times for the female division right now. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be. I'm interested to see how they. How they use her, and hopefully they use her the right way because you know she she evolved in AEW when she first got there. She was, for lack of a better term, she was horrible. She was probably one of the worst workers on the roster. And in that year, two years, whatever she was there, she built up to become a very solid worker. So I'm. Um, like, you said, like you said, I'm curious to see how they work it and where they where they go from here. Yeah, they they they've basically been giving given a home run fell right in their lap. Oh so yeah, they, this would be probably if they screw this up, this might be the biggest screw up in history of WWE. Oh yeah, if if Vince was still running the show, I would be stressed out. I'd be like, "Fuck, something bad's gonna happen." But with Triple H at the helm, I think um, I think this is gonna be okay. I think they'll do it right. We'll we'll see what happens when it gets there. Um, and you know, it goes to you know, I I know I've heard a lot of feedback from fans, and they're just like, you know, when is WWE gonna introduce somebody or sign somebody? Well. Guys, that TKO money is is kicking in now because we've seen The Rock. We saw Carlito now. We've got Jade Cargill. And um, as much as I hate to fucking say it, there is very strong rumors and it's looking like it's going to happen, but CM Punk is going to be coming to WWE. Mm. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't. That, that's one of those ones where I was ex- so excited to see him in AEW, and the way things went, you know, the first backstage fight, and they came out of that, and then that the shit with Jungle Boy, and I'm like, I'm almost, I almost, I hate to to be one of these conspiracy theories. But I can't help but think that somehow, some way, CM Punk sabotaged his deal with AEW because he's tight with Dana White. They bought WWE, and he wants to go back. It's very possible. I, 
you know what, Lee? I wouldn't that that I wouldn't put it. Yeah, I I I would have to agree on that. It's very possible. Because yeah. Dana White's already shown if he doesn't like you, if he likes you, you're fine. And if he doesn't like you, you're getting your pink slip. I mean, just look at Matt Riddle. Yeah, very true. Matt, um, there was a lot of crazy shit going on with Matt Riddle, too. I mean, I, I I don't know why WWE just didn't suspend him. You know what I mean? And, well, I it's almost like it's almost like what they did with Jeff Hardy. You know what I mean? Like, they would suspend him, send him for rehab, let him come back. There would be a mistake that would happen. They would let him disappear again. And then now, like... I don't know. It's it, it it's coming to the it's coming to the times now where they just release these guys, and I know they did that with Matt Riddle. Like there was there was issues going on with with substance abuse, so they suspended. Well, I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw the video. He was at Atlanta Airport, and yeah, he was way. He was on. I don't know if he was drunk, high, or both. But that dude, he he gave them the excuse they needed to fire him. Yeah. And let's be honest, you know what I mean? When 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 you're doing shit like that, um, like you said, you know, he, he gave him the excuse to fire him because he was probably already on his last strike after, you yeah. know, the first time that they let him. They're like, hey, we're going to take you away from the show for a while. Go to rehab. Get yourself better. Come back. We'll start this again. Now, like, I guarantee you when, they, when, he, when he came back, he was probably, like, on a zero tolerance. And they told him, like, dude. You got to pull it together and, and, you know, fly straight from here on out. And then that happened. Yeah. They are probably like, you know what? And then, Lee, let's be honest. They're with a new company. You know what I mean? And yeah. they're, I mean, granted, UFC's got, you know, some fuck-ups on their lineup too. But, you know, that's, you know, however UFC deals with their shit. But, um with the WWE, I'm sure, like, hey, we just signed with a new company. You know, we don't want, you know, we don't want to be, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to be showing, you know, showing, you know, showing, showing that our, our wrestlers, you know, are like this, you know, things like that, you know. So yeah, like you said, it was just the the excuse that he needed to get fired. And it's a shame because he he's he is good in the ring. You know, he is entertaining. He can be funny at times, but. You know, sometimes you're your own worst enemy. Yeah, very true. I mean, the shit that he was starting up with Drew McIntyre, I was loving it. It was hilarious. Um, yeah. That's another wrestler I'm excited about, but that's another time, another place that we'll talk about. <laughs> I, know, I know how much you love that sword. Oh, God. <laughs> we need to, uh, yeah. <laughs> We need to get rid of that gimmick, man. But I feel like my boy is starting to turn dark. The beard is looking a lot blacker. The hair is looking a lot blacker. So we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. uh, the next match that we got is uh, Mr. You Can't See Me, John Cena, and L.A. Knight. Yeah. There it is. Um, <laughs> uh, and they're, they're going up against the bloodline. They're going up against Jimmy and Solo Sokoa. Um, but you can't forget the surprise before the match. The surprise before the match. Let's go! What did Pat I mean? Pat McAfee! Oh, yeah! My guy, Pat McAfee! <laughs> I, I love... I love Pat McAfee. I popped when his music hit 
I'm, I'm sitting there at work and I had people looking at me like I was crazy because <laughs> his music hit and I popped. I yelled out. I was yelling out. I was texting my wife and I, and I think I spoiled it for you. I felt so bad. I texted you and I was like, you're like, no spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> but dude, when, oh, I, I don't know how you cannot love his energy and the, the, if nothing on the fact that he rejuvenated Michael Cole's career. Oh yeah. For the brand, baby, for the brand. Oh, um, he is so he's entertaining, he's funny, and when he has his when he does get a chance to wrestle, he's god damn it, he's good in the ring. He really is good in the ring. Dude, that shit between him and Adam Cole, whoa. Oh. Fucking talking about some classic storylines. Um, yeah, Pat McAfee, dude, how blurring the lines, how, how cool was it to see him walking in with that fucking, uh, WWE in, uh, Indianapolis Colts belt. That thing was beautiful. Yes, it was. And I think he even gave it to Corey. Yeah. (laughs) I love the jabs that he throws at Corey Graves because Corey Graves, I know he's the heel of the announcers and shit like that, but sometimes I'm like, dude, oh, you fucking hit every nerve in my body, but um, it's it's great banter. You know what I mean? I love the back and forth between them. I would love, 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 love uh, to see a WrestleMania match between Pat McAfee and Corey Graves. Uh, Corey Graves was yeah. recently uh, medically cleared to wrestle, so you know what? WWE, yeah. let's fucking get it going. I thought we were going to get it last year. And it almost see it felt like they were building up uh, for it with their back and forth, you know, kind of, you know, they're like you said, the little jabs at each other. So it almost feels like maybe we are building for it next year at this at WrestleMania. Very possible. Very possible. Uh, fucking uh, Pat McAfee's looking a little jacked too now. He's got the ESPN money, so you know maybe he's training with the Rock or something. I don't know, but um, he, he's definitely looking good. I, he's uh, he's always been pretty well jacked, but yeah, he's he's definitely uh, filling out his outfits better. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so. Uh, and the commentating during this match, absolutely fucking phenomenal. I loved it. Um, it was so good. Uh, Corey was quiet for probably 75% of the match and that was fantastic to me, but it was, it felt (laughs) so good with Michael Cole and, um, and Pat McAfee, you know, just kind of going back and forth and doing their thing. So I, it, it was a really, really good time. I love the match. I thought the match was really good. A uh, little bit of drama in there. Dude, so this is one of the things where I, where I was saying, you know, if you notice some of the some of the little things going on outside, especially with Jimmy Uso. Did you yeah. did you notice any of the little any of the little comedic things that he was doing while the match was going on? I saw a couple of them, but I was uh, I was one of those ones where I wasn't, you know, watching it on my phone. Obviously, it's a little bit of a smaller screen, so you do miss a little bit of it. Like I could see a, a little bit of what he was doing. So, 
I didn't I didn't get to see it see it all, unfortunately. So I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give flowers to Jimmy, man. He <laughs> he is a loose cannon right now, and <laughs> him so him and Jay obviously fantastic together. Now that they've been split though. We're kind of seeing like them come into their own and getting the opportunity to do the things that they didn't get to do while they were together. But it with for Jimmy with me, it started when Mia Yim fucking slapped him. <laughs> he was, he was, dude, talking about selling it, he fucking sold the shit out of that thing. I was in tears laughing because it was so comical. And then it was it was humbling to him too because you got Paul Heyman and and Solo just kind of fucking looking at him like he's you know what I mean like like yeah. dude you're you're an asshole and you got you got what was coming to you um, yeah. when he's snatching the mic from Paul Heyman and then he's putting his hand out like Roman it's fucking great it's so good well in this match. You know, he's trying to, like, he's still trying to, like, win over Solo, which is fucking hilarious because Solo's the younger one and Jimmy's the older one. But it's like they swapped it and, like, you know, Jimmy's fighting for his love. But, dude, it's so hilarious. Like, there was one part where Jimmy's like, yeah, am I right, Solo? And he's, like, trying to get some love. Like, you know, just get a little, you know, shaking of the hand. (laughs) And then he just mimics it himself. Solo totally ignores him, and and, yeah. and Jimmy's like, "All right, cool." And you know, he just makes up his own handshake with himself. Fucking yeah. old man, like such yeah. great comedy. Yeah, and I think that's the benefit of being with Heyman. Paul, he's one of those ones where he can play the serious, he can play the asshole, he can play the straight white meat baby face, and he can play the the comedy role. He's the total package and he's able to teach them it's like the uh uh money in the bank over in uk when the crowd was chanting if you if you uh, if you hate roman reigns stand up so what does roman reigns do he sits down on the on the the canvas right and the crowd right. ch- changes it if you hate roman reigns sit down so what is he stands up and he's just he the, the crowd does not real stuff like that is the crowd not realize they have he has them in the palm of his hand, and I've seen a lot of the same stuff with Jimmy, where he's doing stuff that makes the crowd react, but yet the crowd thinks maybe hey you know we hate this guy, but they don't realize they're the puppet and he's the puppeteer. Yeah, and all of that, yeah. all every bit of that is coming from Paul Heyman. He does not get sometimes the credit that he deserves. It's like solo, not you know, not talking, being stoic. Tell me that that's not Taz ECW. Yeah, very true. You know, it's 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 amazing, and I'm loving the fact that they're embracing what Paul's te- obviously what Paul's teaching them. They're they're rolling with it, and it's working. And it's working amazingly, and it's going to make these guys a ton. I'm sure Jimmy and Jay are already set for life, but Solo Sokolo, he is—he's going to be the main event. No time, he's going to be main eventing WrestleManias. 
that probably within two or three years. Oh yeah, definitely. Solo right now is uh, <laughs> Michael Myers and JC Jason Voorhees combined. Man, the dude just does not crack. Yes. He is. I, I I I'm definitely a fan of him. You know what I mean. I'm drinking the Kool Aid with that dude too. I mean, it's just yeah. amazing to see how the bloodline has evolved. You know what I mean. And now, like you know, everybody was like worried. They're like, "Oh my God, the bloodline's broken up." Well, it's it's getting better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so you know, you you. And that's the beautiful thing about this storyline with the bloodline. I mean, it's one of the longest fucking stories that I've ever watched on WWE. But just when you thought, like, fuck, man, like, where else can they go with this? And then now they're doing this, and it's still great. I'm loving it, you know? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I'm I'm enjoying it. And honestly, for probably three or four years when I was truck driving, I didn't watch wrestling. You know, I didn't have the stream. Didn't have WWE Network. It wasn't. Didn't have the streaming that you had. You know, if, if I was in a hotel or at home, I would watch it. And I'm like, it sucked. You know, ten, fifteen years ago, rest WWE was horrible. Yeah. And now it is so much better. It's entertaining again. It's one of those ones where I have to make a. I make a point to turn it on and watch WWE where I haven't done that since like we were saying now great wrestling is I haven't been this invested in wrestling or in WWE almost since the, the you know maybe the early 2000s to the mid 90s it's so it's so much more entertaining and the fact that we have AEW that we can fall back on and watch too. God, what a time to be a wrestling fan. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and I, I'm like, I'm with you too. I love the long, long form storytelling that WWE got away with, you know, probably for the last again, 10, 15 years. And I'm glad we're getting it back. You know, it's, it's what we need and it's what you need to get the fans invested. Oh, yeah. Well, I always thought of WWE as a man soap. You know what I mean? It's a soap opera with some wrestling and, you know, some, you know, some some fireworks behind it, you know. But the way, you know, the way that uh, Vince McMahon was running it, I was just like, this is like I, I was watching it because, you know, there wasn't really anything else to watch. You know, COVID fucked up a lot of shit. But, you know, oh, Vince God. McMahon was still giving us a show, which is, you know, I'm very thankful for. But the way that he had the storylines going, like you would get hooked on a storyline, then the next day it was gone and it never came back. And then you're like, well, what the fuck was the ending? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. um, the, um, you know, the way that the, the titles would just, you know, jump from, you know, whoever got the most clicks, you know, that day or you know, whoever got popular for a moment. I mean, shit. If Vince McMahon was running it, LA Knight would probably be a fucking, you know, he would already be a champion. Um, and probably, you know, lost the belt twice or, you know, something fucking crazy. But um, yeah. I love what they're doing with LA Knight right now. I thought that was really cool where he uh, drove in on the Slim Jim car and, yeah. you know. Yeah, I love that car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, I, I thought that was really cool. The match was great. I loved what was going on. Um, 
I loved seeing Solo in there with John Cena. That was really cool. Um, yes. L.A. Night with them, you know what I mean? And then, you know, we got the we got the BFT right at the end. We got the, you know, the five-finger knuckle shuffle. There, You know, everything was in there. It was great. I mean, you know, and they teased us. You know, it kind of felt like a moment, like the bloodline was going to win it. And then... You know, they uh, Cena and, and Knight turned it around, and it was just a great back and forth match. I loved it. It was uh, it was really good. And on that one, we got uh, we got Cena and LA Knight um, getting the win. Uh, Cena's been showing a lot of love to LA Knight and putting him over. And yeah. on this one, LA Knight got to give it back, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was, and it was a good a good rub for LA Knight to. Uh... <clears throat> to push him to the next level. And I could see, I can see LA Knight maybe being the one to beat, to end up beating Seth Rollins, you know, maybe getting that, the world title. Um, he, he's got to get something. He's going to have to win. He's going to have to give him something soon. And I, I mean, another thing I could almost see him, like the ultimate warrior treatment, Use him as the one to take the Intercontinental title off Gunther and then use that to elevate him up to the world title. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could I could, I could definitely see that. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, God bless you, Gunther, for beating Honky Tonk Man's record. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you've listened to the past episodes, you know of my disdain for the Honky Tonk Man. So fuck you, Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> Uh, trust me, Lee. There, nobody's, nobody's fucking paying attention to that dude. Like I told you, when I was in Las Cruces, the fucker was walking the, you know, walking the aisles, and nobody gave two shits about him. I mean, he was, he he was even talking loud to grab attention, and and people were just walking right past him. So, yeah, he's. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they just thought he was some Elvis impersonator doing cosplay at Comic Con. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A shitty Elvis impersonator at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So that leads us to the main event. We've got the World Heavyweight Championship on the line. It's Seth freaking Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, uh, (laughs) So I thought this. So when I was watching this, when I was watching this, and it, it and it led up to this one, Lee. I had the girls in mind as them being the um, the number one match of the of the pay per view. Um, and then my mind, then, I thought, see, I thought the tag match seen in LA Knight was going to be the main event. Yeah, I thought that too. No, f- but what I was saying for for the ratings, like in my head, the, huh. the best match for the pay per view. You know who put on the best show. I it was the yeah. girls, and um, that totally changed after I watched this match. Talking about just back and forth, beating the living shit out of each other. Uh, you got the drama in there because you know Shinsuke is you know taking it to Seth's back. You know you got that drama in there. Um, yeah. I I loved every second of it. I thought you know we had our holy shit moments, you know stuff like that. I I loved it, and you know I'm a Seth I'm a Seth freaking Rollins fan, um, but this is one you know where Shinsuke took him to the limit, and 
I know a lot of people are upset because they were building up Shinsuke. They were giving him a lot of opportunities, but I think this is a match that Shinsuke needs to have on his resume so that people can't forget and say Shinsuke was this fucking close to being the champion. And now, you know what I mean? I, I think they still need to do a little bit more with his character. I love that they're allowing him to talk in his language and then they're giving him the subtitles. I think it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. I hope they continue it. Um, but I would still like to see a more darker side of Shinsuke. I would like to see Shinsuke go like where Asuka is. Yeah, the only... Here's my look at the match. It was a great match. The finish was horrible. I did not lie. I didn't like the finish. I think that I thought the finish was weak because the the spot that ended the match <laughs> was probably the fourth biggest or most I call it the most de- fourth devastating spot. There was stuff that happened earlier in the match that looked worse than that, and that's what beat Shinsuke, and I hated it. I th- I think personally I think Shinsuke should have gone over, give him the title, drop it back to Seth maybe at Crown Jewel, and then let Seth go into WrestleMania as the champion, just for the fact that for this the third time that Seth has beaten Shinsuke, so it really I think it made him look very weak in the end. Interesting. I love trilogies. <laughs> I think trilogies yeah. are great. I mean, I come from uh, you know, from the the boxing side, and oh man, there's been some trilogies in boxing that I will never forget. But um, I so here, I think I think this is something that Seth needed because. I still think that a lot of people are on the fence with this world title that he's carrying, the heavyweight championship. Um, I think they're really trying to give Seth the opportunity to make this belt exciting, you know, because right now everybody still looks at it as like, oh, that's, you know, that's just a raw title. But, you know, Roman carries, you know, the real titles and shit like that. I I, I actually think this was great because... The storyline came out where Shinsuke was, you know, whispered something in Seth's ear. Everybody was wondering what the fuck it was. Then it comes out where Shinsuke, um, you know, tells everybody, this dude has a fucked up back. And then all of a sudden, you know, all the stories are coming out. You know, Seth has been injured for over four years. He's just dealing with it, blah, 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 blah. He could be on the verge of his career being over and all that. Like, they're really building up his character. I think the problem is, though, is the character of Seth Rollins that people can't figure out. Now, I know he came out and said, this is just this character that I'm playing or the way that I am. This is just WWE allowing me to be me. And I'm like, that didn't that still didn't answer the question. You know what I mean? Or didn't answer what you know what it is. Um I would, I still, I still, I still want Seth to carry the belt. Um, obviously, you know, he, he's 
he needs to lose it at some time. But I want it to be to the right wrestler. So I I really I love the way the title looks. I think it's 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 a gorgeous belt. It's definitely better than you know what WWE's been you know been putting out. Uh, I don't even get me started on the Intercontinental belt because I think they've totally fucking poo pooed that one. But um, yeah. well you know we'll see what happens. Or uh, changes are always happening, but you know we'll see. But I. I'm excited to see who steps up to the plate next. And I don't know if it's going to be LA Knight. I would love to see LA Knight. I think LA Knight would be awesome to carry that that heavyweight championship belt. And I think he would be the one that would be able to still keep it in the light. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Monday's going to tell us uh, who is coming for Seth next. I really don't want to see Damien, but we're going to have to see him do something. So because that the, the clock is ticking on that fucking briefcase and, you know, we're we're just going to have to see where they go with that. I I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm not excited about it. Um, I think they picked the wrong person to be holding that briefcase, but whatever. Um, so, it you know, we'll we'll see where it goes with that. But. I'm excited to see who comes up for Seth next. And I think that'll probably be the person that's going to end up breaking in because the storyline would be fitting as to where it took Shinsuke took so much out of him that, you know, the next person that comes along, you know, they're going to be able to get the belt or take it off of him. You know what I mean? Because Shinsuke took that much out of him. So we'll see. I mean, it, it was a hell of a match. We had tables, we had chairs, we had trash cans, we had kendo sticks. Um, they were fighting in the crowd. You know, they were they were jumping off. You know, some of the ledges of you know where the crowd was sitting. So, I all in all, I thought I was very happy with the match. I mean, yeah, it was a good match. It's just I think the end was the ending was was a little bit flat. You know, it, they they could have done it a little bit better. You know, where you know, Shinsuke gets to his feet and then just collapses. You know, that because that that's been done so many times. It's like the last the last black one that we saw was uh Brock against Roman and they had to bury Brock under all of this stuff, the announce tables, chairs, and you know, just the ring steps. Yeah. In order to keep him down and for Shinsuke was a falcon arrow through a through a table. Right. Yeah. Well, then you know, in accumulation of things, I guess. <laughs> but for yeah. that one to be the straw that broke the camel's back, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least do it through, you know, like the the spot you were talking about where they were up in the stands and they did the spot onto the to the platform or whatever, do it in that where they go through the platform, at least something like that, where Shinsuke's trying to climb out and he just doesn't have it anymore. That would have been better than just a table. Yeah. Kind of, <coughs> kind of draw it out a little bit. Yeah. Cause Seth was the one that ended up popping up like right at nine or like nine yeah. and a half. Um, and then, and on, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that because there was a couple of times where Seth was the one to pop up like right at nine. So yeah, I can see that. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I, I um, we'll we'll have to see what comes down Monday. Hopefully, they got uh, they got someone solid coming up, or you know, it, it's it's going to be really interesting to see what happens next. So, what th- if it's what if it's somebody from NXT? Hmm. The only one that I would think that would be able to do it right now is Braun Breaker or Carmelo Hayes. That's who I was thinking, Braun Breaker. It's possible. I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting. I yeah. I I don't know. Like I kind of feel like Carmelo Hayes is getting pushed to where we're gonna start seeing him on Raw or SmackDown. Um. But I kind of have a feeling that there's going to be a storyline that's going to start with him and Trip, uh, Trip, a uh, trick, Trip, Trick, Trick Williams, um, because there's just something going on between the two, and they're kind of telling us something that's going to happen. So I don't know. Well, we'll see. Um, it could be just. It could have just been smoke too, because now both of them lost the titles and. You know, they're both down and out, so who knows? They'll probably become a tag team now or something. <laughs> um, but uh, Braun Breaker, too, that's another one. It's going to be interesting to see what they're doing with them and see where it goes from there. Um, so, well, I mean, Tuesday is going to be interesting, too, because, you know, Cena's yeah. going to be there. Cody's got a huge announcement. Um, Paul Heyman's going to be there, and I forgot. Somebody else is going to be there to be in somebody's corner. I forgot who it was. Yeah, and the promo package that they played for Cody Rhodes being there at NXT. Did you pay close attention to the Easter egg at the end? No, I didn't catch it. So you didn't hear the gong at the end? Mm-mm. Oh, Undertaker. Yeah, I heard about that. Yep. Well, they, they, they at the fast land when they played the promo for Cody Rhodes being there, when the screen goes black, you heard the Undertaker's gong. So you're thinking that's the huge announcement? I honestly, if but I'm thinking maybe the announcement is the Undertaker is going to be the new uh, coach at NXT. Maybe possibly. Remember, Cody, Cody said at the press conference too. There's been nobody there to teach the people, the, the new guys, how to talk since his dad passed away. Yeah. Yeah, and the Undertaker. Talk about a person who can who has changed his character. He went from the the zombie dead man to the American badass, <clears throat> to the hybrid of the two, to the ministry, changing your character and doing doing promos when you hadn't done he hadn't done promos in probably what ten years to doing these amazing promos as the, the American badass. I think he'd be a good one to fill that role. That's true. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, it's definitely going to be. I mean, Tuesday is going to be an awesome night because AEW's newest star is going to be having his first match on Dynamite Tuesday. Yeah, Adam Copeland, huh? Yes. <laughs> Who's he wrestling? Um, uh, Luchasaurus. Ah, nice. So he's going after uh, Christian's uh, Christian's uh, team, huh? Yeah. Well. Did you did you happen to catch Dynamite Wednesday night? No, I I, I think I might have sent you the link to the promo though. But Edge comes came out, rescued Sting and Darby from Christian, 
then on Dynamite, he's doing this amazing promo telling Christian, hey, you know, it's been so long since we've teamed together. Let's team up again. And Christian just goes and gives Edge a hug. So the crowd pops. And Christian is just stone-faced. No emotion. Slowly picks up his mic to his mouth and says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> It was so. I mean, it, it was. It was when you were, when I was watching it live, I got goosebumps. I was like, "Holy shit! That that was just good." Yeah. yeah. I don't think we ever got a Christian Edge match in WWE in a feud. So I don't think I'm we thinking did. maybe we'll fi- maybe we'll finally get that now. Whatever one of the things everybody's been wanting. Yeah, I know a lot of. I know. Um... Gangrel got on uh, uh, the Busted Open podcast with Bully Ray and um, what uh, the other dude. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, but they were, Bully Ray was talking to him and everything. And Gangrel said, you know, don't be surprised if there's a possibility of a, of a brood, you know, comeback or something like that. And I was like, oh, oh. man. Um. It'll be interesting, uh, you know, to see, you know, where things go and all that. Um, the the WWE press conference was definitely a lot of fun. It was very entertaining. Yep. Some of these reporters had some stupid-ass questions where I'm like, fucking A, let's get some jackass brought up Taylor Swift and if she was going to fucking be there. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Somebody Christ. grabbed that fucker and put him through a table because he's a fucking jackass. Yeah. Um, but I guess um, he's not going to be invited back to the next show. Right. I hope so. Like, the dude was a fucking idiot. He's like, oh, I'm going to ask it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the guy. I'm like, yeah, you're a fucking turd. But uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, they they even asked Oscar Oscar uh, Eo. They're like, you know, if Taylor Swift joined the WWE, and Eo's like, what? Like, what the fuck kind of question Ooh. is that? And yeah. so, you know, she told him she's like, yeah, if she joins, I'm ready. Like, <laughs> mop the fucking floor with her. But <laughs> I was just like, God, these people are fucking stupid. Um, but there was a lot of great questions. You know, there were besides those stupid ass questions, there was some great questions that were asked. Um, yeah, Cody and and Jay, you know, you you said it. They were, you know, they were shit faced, and um, you could tell Cody had a nice buzz going. His face was very red, <laughs> almost yep. brotherly love red. Um, yep. But um, I thought the two of them together were fucking fantastic. Like I was, they were. You you wanna you wanna like you wanna get something you wanna get excited about something. You know what I mean and. You know, when KO and Sammy were the champions, you know, these these odd couples that they're doing, it felt very good. Um, you know, we had RK bro. Orton never wanted anything to do with Riddle, and then look what they look nope. what happened. They they became a great yeah. tag team. Um I'm hoping the same for Jay and Cody. Like I love it. You know, let them let them ride with this for a while. Don't you know, don't take it away, you know, then uh you know, Monday or you know on SmackDown, you know, like let this yeah, let this continue. Let them, you know, let them keep doing it. Cause I, you know, I love it. I think it's I, I think it's great. And they, you know, they showed it. You know, Jay was <laughs> Jay almost looked like um 
one of those one of those machines at the at the fucking carnival where it's going back and forth and you're trying to shoot it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. He, when he first came out and you know <laughs> the jokes he was cracking and you know Cody, you know Cody's always business and uh we got to see Cody laugh and smile. I thought I I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was so good. Um and props to to whoever the reporter was that remembered the last time Cody Rhodes won the tag titles. Yes, it was from the Usos. That, that, from the Usos with Dustin. And it kind of like I think it took Jay by surprise. And it's like he didn't he didn't know how to react. And I'm like, but yeah, that, that was the perfect question for the drunk Jay Uso to just say, Oh yeah, he went it for me, man. He went for me. He was yeah. Oh, you know what was funny too? That's <laughs> where he told the guy, he's like, How old are you? And the guy's like, I'm 34. Yeah. Yeah, you look 44. <laughs> and then when he asked yeah. the right question, Jay was just like, Ah, you look 21, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all he could focus on was how the kid he looked like he was a teenager. I was like, that that was no, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was so that good. more like a Saturday Night Live skit than a legitimate press conference. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> Ew, man. Just like you said, just watching Cody, he was a he was just enjoying the show like everybody else. Oh yeah, definitely. I love how Cody caught Jay off guard too and told him he's like, "What do you think, Jay? Are we still in the third inning?" Or <laughs> Jay's like, "Yeah." Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it was good. It was great. Um, I loved it when um, Cena and LA Knight came out. Obviously, a lot of the questions were for fucking Cena, but Cena was he being to Cena at the end. Yeah, does anybody have a question for LA Knight? Yeah, threw it right back to him, and then it was funny because LA Knight was like, I mean, spot on. He was like, "Well, I almost feel offended now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, there there was a lot of great questions. the The ones that I wanted to get into real quick is um, is with Triple H. Um, Triple H paid a lot of you know he gave a lot of kudos and flowers to you know a lot of the wrestlers. He talked about Cody a lot. He mentioned Cody a lot. Um, this is where I kind of wanted to ask you, Lee. Do you feel like Cody is being groomed to be our next Hulk Hogan? For WWE? It almost feels like it, doesn't it? It does. It really does. Yeah. And I, I think I I was so pissed when they didn't give him the title at WrestleMania. But the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, put it off for, give it a year, maybe even two years. You know, everybody wants The Rock and Roman Reigns. Put it off, for, you know, on the off chance that they can get The Rock in for WrestleMania, have The Rock beat Roman, and what the hell? Why not have uh, Cody be the one to beat The Rock? There you go. Yeah. What, what would be what would be a better rub? Beating Roman for the belt for the belt or beating The Rock? I would say beating The Rock. So I could see, I'd hate to see it be, you know, be something like Elimination Chamber or you know, a secondary pay-per-view or, you know, why not? You know, hell, why not have it Rock beats Roman at WrestleMania? 
what the hell? Why not the next night on Raw? Why can't we have Cody against The Rock and Rock only holds the belt for a day? Yeah, no kidding. I I like it. I like it. I I, I think yeah. that would be great. And if and if The Rock cannot work WrestleMania, pull the trigger. Give it to Cody WrestleMania and Philly. Definitely. Absolutely. I like it. I am definitely drinking that Kool Aid. Um, (laughs) um, there was another question that they threw at Triple H, where he had talked about, you know, now that we're, you know, with TKO and all this. Um, it it made me kind of nervous, but it made me kind of excited too. So, Triple H was saying, you know, just when just when we thought that we were at the top of the mountain, TKO told us. Or basically, kind of said that that they're not there yet. That TKO is wanting to take this in so many different places that Triple H never thought would be possible. Um, what do you, what do you think about that, Lee? When they when he made that comment that you know that WWE is going to go in places he never thought would be possible. More, I think it's going to be more international pay per views. I think next, you know, we got Philadelphia next year for WrestleMania. I would not be surprised if they announced that it's going to be in the UK in 2025. We're going to say we're going to see a lot more, a lot more major shows overseas, which like UFC. They're doing shit in Brazil. They're going, you know, to you know more to the UK, Germany, all these other places that you never see WWE go, except for a random house show once a year. So I think it's going to be, like I said, more international shows, bigger shows, and I think we're going to get some. Eventually, we're going to get some more, maybe some crossover guys, you know, like Conor McGregor and whatnot, maybe we'll see Conor McGregor show up at a WWE show. You know, the sky's the limit. So, yeah, it's going to be, they're going to go, like you said, they thought they were as big as they could get, and UFC was like, "Uh, no, wait a second. Uh, Look at our business model. Yeah. Yes, you're doing one pay-per-view a month, but you're also doing two and three, you know, big shows on ESPN a month. You know, you're doing, you know, they're not doing the weekly Raws like WWE is doing, you know, which could be a little bit of the same, but I think we're going to see more specials. Maybe like another type of tough enough show, kind of like the, the Ultimate Fighter, you know, but maybe a little bit more, not so much behind the scenes, but a little bit more strictly judged, like tough enough. I, 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 I was I went on this binge a couple weeks ago watching some of the old Tough Enough shows, and some of the ones that the decisions they made eliminating guys was just a head scratcher. I'm like, why? Well, because Bill Demott hated the guy; they voted him off. I think it's going to be more, you know, it'll be more centralized, more of a fair voting system, voting guys out. So I think we're going to see Tough Enough come back, and I like I said it's going to be. Well, then the news that broke, SmackDown's leaving Fox going to the USA Network. Where is uh, Raw 
going to go. Yeah. I could see Raw moving over, maybe not the necessarily to ESPN, but maybe to one of the streaming servers like ESPN Plus or, or Disney Plus or something like that. Enjoy going where UFC is. There, so there's... What? Yeah, there's there's rumors go, there's rumors going around right now that um, ESPN or you know Disney Plus could be making a pitch to get Raw. Um, the other one that they said that's a heavy hitter right now that could be very is probably the leader right now. Uh, NBC. Well, they they already are. US, USA is NBC. Well, they were saying that it was going to be more like, you know, like a local thing where where uh, it was going to be, you know, like a Channel 4 type thing or, you know, whatever the channel really? is in, in everybody's states. But it was, um, I mean, to me, that kind of reminds me of, you know, Saturday Night Main Events and, um, well, it, uh, Peacock is part of the, aren't they part of the NBC umbrella too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I could see Raw moving to Peacock because I don't see them moving Raw to network television because for three or four months out of the year, they're going to get slaughtered in the ratings by Monday Night Football. Yeah, that's yeah, they, they would have the competition there. I could see it going to Peacock. So they move it to Peacock. You don't have to worry about the ratings. And Okay, so they move it to Peacock. You push the premium service. Hey, you have Peacock Premium. Guess what you get every Monday? You get Raw without commercials. I would love that because fucking three hours is... I mean, they could cut that down to two hours. (laughs) Yeah, because every fan that has the basic plan for $5 a month they're going to bump up. I'd say a 75% of them are going to bump up to the premium just to get raw every week without commercials. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Well, who's to so say that they're probably not talking about that now. <laughs> yeah. And I am the same thing with Disney, with Disney plus or ESPN plus you push the premium service. Hey, the premium subscribers get Monday night raw just like you get the UFC specials without commercials. So, you know, the only thing with that is, what does that do with their deal with Peacock? Yeah. Like do what? the pay-per-views move, move over, or is Peacock, is that going to be part of the, is that part of the SmackDown deal still, where they stay on Peacock? You know, Are the pay-per-views still going to be on, pe- on Peacock, you know? Like, what is... Yeah, that, well, even the W well, the, even the WWE app because Peacock absorbed the WWE app, you know the streaming service, and they've got everything on there. Because when you log into Peacock, you know it's got the WWE logo right there that you go down to that yeah. has, you know, the entire library. Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. It, it's it, that's definitely going to be something to uh, to watch. Yeah. streaming services are getting big, like. AEW, there's talk that they're they're going to do it at monthly pay per views, and they're going to be on HBO Max. So it's going to be you know, it's so much. You know, paying forty dollars for fifty dollars for a pay per view now, it's a hard sell on wrestling fans because they've been so spoiled with what WWE did. Yeah. So 
I, I think it's it's a it's a matter it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I agree. And and Max is showing that they're opening up the avenues. I I, I get I got emails the other day and they were like. We're gonna get basketball. We're gonna get baseball. Like they're uh, they're yeah. getting into sports now. Like there's all kinds of shit yeah. that's coming through. So yeah, all the all the major league playoff games that are on TBS, they're streaming on Max now. Yeah, very interesting, man. So it, it yeah. you know, and I'll be honest with you now that now that they're with TKO, um, I maybe we are gonna start getting a little feel of. Um, of the attitude era back. Maybe they're going to let these guys, you know, start, you know, being able to say a little bit more as opposed to getting fucking bleeped out on, you know, even when the fans, when they say, holy shit, you know, fucking, you know, these networks are bleeping them out, which sucks because it sounds like your connection is, you know, going out. But, um, I think we're going to start, like you said, you know, possibly seeing a lot more celebrities coming through, which was a big part of the attitude era. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm 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 anxious to see where this goes. It's going to be a, it's going to be another slow build, I'd say. By WrestleMania, we're going to start getting some more big name celebrities showing up at the shows. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was a couple other things that Triple H had answered, and and uh, and there were some questions and uh, some things that he went down the road on, but. Um, nothing else really stood out to me as far as, you know, like what he had to say and stuff. Um, I love how he was throwing a little jab out there to AEW (laughs) where he said we had over 15,000 attendants, but we'll get you the exact number tomorrow. (laughs) I know there was a little bit of, uh, you know, jabs thrown there and stuff like that, but um, all in all, like I said, I, I thought Fastlane was uh, such a good pay-per-view. Um, let me ask you, Lee. So I know, uh, and one of the one of the the sites where I get my some of my WWE news is from Bleacher Report, and I can't tell you how far those fuckheads have their heads stuck up their asses. Um. They were shitting all over Fastlane. They were saying it was one of the fucking worst pay-per-views that has gone on in WWE. And I'm like, what the fuck were you guys watching? Yeah, um, yeah were they watching WrestleMania 9? Exactly. <laughs> um, so like, they're idiots on that website. I mean, I use the website a lot, you know, mostly for sports, but they have the WWE one in there, so I just include it. But um, they just need to get new people. Uh, and hopefully TKO will catch on to that and being like, you guys better fucking, you know, change this up or, uh, but you know, we'll, we'll see time will tell, but, um, I wanted to, to get your, get your thoughts, Lee, because there was a lot of people that have, you know, that were making comments about these smaller venue pay-per-views. So this pay-per-view, we had what, five matches. Yeah. It was about five matches, right? Not very many. Yeah, not very many. And um, and the the previous pay per view, it, it it was small. You know what I mean? And and uh, lo and behold, you know, Mister Head of the Table, Roman Reigns, was not involved in them. Um, how are you enjoying them? Is it? Do you feel it's not enough? You want more, or is it? Is it enough to where it hit the tummy right and you're satisfied? 
I'd rather have fewer matches, longer matches. I like it. Perfect. You know, <laughs> give me, I don't want a three hour show with 15 matches or some stupid you know, number like that. I mean, for a, a big show, like, you know, a pay-per-view, I, I, we call it a big show. It's not WrestleMania where everybody has to be on the card. Right. Give, give me five or six matches that are 30, 40 minutes long, 20 minutes long. You know, give your main event an hour. When I'm saying an hour, I'm talking from entrance, the first entrance to the final bell. An hour for your entrances and the match for your, for your main event. Your main event should be the longest match on the show. Your second longest match should, I think, should be the opening match to get the crowd into it, and that's kind of what they did last year at Fastlane. The tag title match was a longer match. It was a, it got the crowd going. It got them hyped up, and they stayed up for the rest of the for the rest of the night. They did. And there wasn't, there wasn't really the six man match was probably, I call it the popcorn match. That's where everybody says, "I got to go take a piss." Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was, and it was that that match itself was still 15, 20 minutes. So, I, like you said, it was only five matches, but it was still a three hour show because you gave them more time to tell their stories. So, when you have 10 matches in two hours, you're cutting everything in half. Right. It, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's very, uh, it's, I call it well the way it was before when they were just giving us all those matches. It was like um, social media entertainment. You're just watching for thirty seconds and then you're swiping to the next one. Um, yeah. Now that we've got these, you know, we've 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 got these, you know, lower amount of matches with longer, you know, the the match goes on longer and like you said, the storytelling. I love it. Um, I've totally been entertained. Um, Fastlane, like I said, I was very excited. I give it, I give it a solid A. Um, I think um, it, it was just it was entertaining from from the from the very first bell to the last bell, and yeah, to me, I think it was a nine up until you. Know, I already said how about I thought about the end of the main event. It was almost a nine, and I think it like it knocked it down to maybe an eight point five or an, or an or an eight somewhere around there. It was it was a great show from from almost beginning to end. So it was a very solid for a B pay per view or whatever you want to call it. I think it was a very solid show, and it was almost almost better than Royal Rumble because the Royal Rumble this year was very was kind of weak and predictable royal rumble has not been exciting to me for a very long time and i'd probably say since the hardy's pop and that was like what 2018 before covid hit no 20 2019 2019 we, I, we were there for that one the the pop that becky lynch got that night Dude, we were up at the top of, the, of that stadium, and literally, the stadium was shaking when she came out and got that pop. That to me 
that was probably the last good Royal Rumble and probably the last big moment at the Royal Rumble was next year when Edge came back. Yeah, that's true. And ever ever since then, it has been very weak. The COVID Royal Rumble was a popcorn part to me. You know, there was nothing. Yeah, Christian came back, but nothing happened from it. <clears throat> but since then, yeah, they've been very. It's been lackluster and just hasn't hasn't had anything special. Yeah, the women's the women's was more entertaining because you know in a couple of them you know we got. You know, Nia Jax came back. You know, we got Chelsea. You know, so there was a couple of surprises. Um, but the thing that's kind of, like, frustrated me is, like, in the men's. And the, and and I don't even need some free agent to show up. I would have loved to see Matt Cardona in there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not going to give me that, then give me some NXT guys. Yeah. You know? Give me Braun Breaker or, or, like you said, Carmelo Hayes or somebody. Yeah, somebody. Just, you know, anybody. And, you know, they haven't. Like, they the, ha- one, like the one we were at. We got uh, freaking uh, uh, Johnny Gargano and, like, three or four guys from NXT that nobody expected to show up. And here they are. Here they were in the Royal Rumble, and they gave them the opportunity to see, hey, this is what you're working towards. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because not a lot of people pay attention to NXT, you know, which they're missing out on. I mean, the the NXT yeah. has gotten so fucking good again, and then you know well, that that Rainbow NXT, whatever that shit was that they went to, totally killed it because NXT was the best show on all the the three shows for years and then when they did that it totally killed the vibe of the show and yeah it's it's gotten back but they just never uh picked up their momentum yeah yeah it was tough i i, I mean in uh, nxt gold they oh god what a hell of a class of wrestlers though man fuck oh yeah talking about some phenomenal fucking wrestlers um yes. and 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 they're all thriving right now, you know what I mean? They're, you know, they're yeah. all doing great on you know, not only with WWE but AEW. You know, there's a there's a lot yeah, of them over at, with AEW right now. Yeah, look at Big Cass. I don't know if you saw that. He just won the tag titles in AEW last night. Oh, right on. Very cool. Yeah. That is one So you're um, getting yeah, is, all these guys that were in the NXT Gold. They're FTR, you know, A and AEW, they're killing it. Yeah, you know, all the a lot of these guys, like you said, from NXT, Seth oh, Rollins, the, undis- the undisputed Roman. era. God, yeah, <laughs> Adam Cole was at his highest when he was fucking running NXT. I mean, he was oh, yeah. he was killing it on that show. And now the stuff that he's doing over there with MJF is just it's gold. Yeah, you know, they're all they like said they're all killing it now, and they're all. You know, they, that's where they started, and now they've made the most of it. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Lee, as much as I hate to say it, but. <laughs> uh, hey, time flies. What does he say? Time flies when you're talking about what you love. Yeah, time gets away from us when we talk about what we love, and we definitely love yeah. us some wrestling right now. And like like, oh, like yeah. you've been saying earlier, uh, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. So, guys. So yes. soak it up, uh, enjoy it. Oh yeah! You never know how long you know this is going to be around. 
shit changes from day to day. And um, right now, the WWE wave is just so fucking good. Just yeah. enjoy it. Have some fun with it. Live it up, yeah. you know. And uh, like, and you don't have to pick. You don't have to pick between one or the other. You can watch them both. That's what's so great about it is they're not head to head. Yeah. We don't have any wars right now. <laughs> no, we don't need one. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love I love getting with you talking some wrestling. It brings me back to my to, to the old days for me, you know. And you know, you help me bring back some memories, and you know, let me talk about the you know the the days that I got to enjoy doing this shit. Which I'm feeling it now, though. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Right on, man. Right on. Yep. And, and that's and, and that's the great thing about it, you know. And like we said, you know, this is our man soap, and ooh, it's good right now. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm almost ready to call, start calling uh, Roman Reigns Victor Newman. <laughs> 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 oh my god, yeah. why why I know that name still to this day, guys? Uh, just don't ask. We're not gonna, we're not we'll, we won't talk about that story. <laughs> but um. Before I start rambling even more, that's uh, that's all we got for you guys today, guys. Um, I am your host, Nando T. I want to thank my tag team partner over here, Lee, for joining us on a last-minute notice. Uh, kind of very fast lane-ish, if you will. Um, and, uh, guys, five-star rating on Apple uh, Podcasts. If you guys uh, – I know a lot of you guys are listening on Apple because um, – the numbers are telling me that you are, and the numbers are going up. So it's a very exciting time for the Funkaholics podcast right now. We are transitioning into a lot of things. Um, a lot more episodes are going to be coming out. Uh, there's just a there's just a lot of cool stuff going on right now. And uh, when numbers start going up, we start we got to start giving you guys more. So I promise you, I will be on the grind. We'll be pumping out a lot more episodes. Um, you know, we've got Fri uh, Funkaholic Fridays with the Pop Fox. We've got Angela coming back. We're going to be bringing Lee back for a lot more. Uh, there's just a, a lot of things to look forward to and that are coming up. So just how we tell you, you know, love wrestling right now. Well, the same goes for the Funkaholics podcast. So um, anywhere else you're listening, very easy to find us. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to leave you with that, and uh, we'll see you when we see you on the next one. <laughs>